0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Hey everybody, Mark Peterson here. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey Within Podcast. I'm on the road filming again this week, so Aaron Blyce is going to co-host for me. He's sitting down with Jeremy Ivey and Travis Baker from WTA, and they're going to cover the top five most popular tag-slash-trip combos. So these are ones to where you draw the tag, and then you partner with one of the trips at WTA Tags. You guys got to check this one out. If you've been applying, this is a must-listen. If not, this is a good one just to give you ideas of where you should be applying. Hope you guys enjoy.
2: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Journey Within podcast. And uh, today's episode, I have Jeremy Ivy with me and Travis Baker. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the top five most popular WCA trips, but also the fo- top five most popular tags, which I'm excited about getting into this because, Jeremy, you can talk about one aspect of it, and Travis, you can talk about the other aspect of how these things you can save money. And the best way to go about doing these i think so um yeah welcome guys thank you for coming on thanks
3: thanks for having us appreciate
4: it happy to be here
2: yeah for sure so i guess let's get into it you know jeremy i'm gonna ask you first you know five top five most popular trips like what would be you know your number one or from a wta tag standpoint what is like the number one
4: i would say number one would probably be elk maybe even new mexico elk arizona elk places we're, we're drawn Uh, those tags elk's probably number one uh followed by sheep mule deer then probably you know moose goat antelope
2: okay so a new mexico elk you're saying
4: yeah new mexico elk no point system everybody goes in on equal footing so you know even if you drew last year you go in the same odds uh good elk hunting lots of lots of elk lots of Lots of opportunity to draw good tags there. Okay,
2: and now I want to get into the, the draw side of it because you're on the draw side of this. And we I've talked some other podcasts with some of the consultants here and like why why it's important to try to draw these tags, like get in and, and draw. Can you explain that a little bit more?
4: Yeah, the real benefit to drawing is uh, you can get in because of the alternative, right? The alternative is to, to get a landowner voucher uh, a commissioner's tag something like that and you're going to pay for that. So with some patience and and some planning and you can draw these primo tags, go on these unbelievable hunts for, you know, 6,000 uh, to 7,500 where if you were going to purchase some of these tags, you know, you're going to spend upwards from 15 to to 30,000.
2: Wow, that's crazy. You know, and that's just goes to show you, you might wait a little longer, right, mm-hmm. to draw these tags, but in the end Your return on investment is way better, right? Yep. So Travis, I mean, coming from your side of things, like what is, you know, what is the number one on your list?
3: Yeah, like Jeremy said, definitely elk. And we talked about this before. I mean, elk is is a hunt. It's an animal that people will go and, and pursue every year. You know, there's so many different states that you can hunt elk in, whether you go with an outfit or do, do it on your own, different weapons, archery, rifle, muzzle loader, crossbow now. Um, and like Jeremy said, you know, For for guys who want to hunt on their own, obviously, our licensing service is is really the only way to go. It's the best way to go. We can help you draw, um, put together a portfolio, help you draw, you know, the best elk tags there are. And um, as far as, you know, the WTA side of our elk hunts, you know, just calling us, booking a hunt with a guaranteed tag, a landowner tag, an over-the-counter tag, whatever, with one of our outfitters uh, on private land is... You know you don't have to worry about waiting out the draw you're going to call us you're going to book a hunt and you're going to go Mm -hmm. you can plan it um it's going to be a quality hunt private land all-inclusive lodging meals guide everything's included you show up and you just enjoy yourself and go hunting Um, but like jeremy said there's there's a price you know to pay for that i mean you're paying a premium for a landowner tag or a guaranteed tag of some sort so for a lot of of hunters you know the the only way to do it is to apply for a tag and and if you get lucky and draw that tag or when you you draw that tag because i mean if you're persistent your day will come you're going to go on an awesome hunt for a great price
2: yeah and what what would be your like travis baker's favorite like top number one place to do the elk hunt you know if you're going to do that
3: Uh, that's that's a tough question i mean there's there's a lot of good places but like what Jer- jeremy t- uh, touched on is new mexico new mexico is an awesome state it's it's a random draw there's no points you're not competing with a bunch of guys who have a ton of points and you don't have any um it's just sheer luck of the draw every year and it's a very diverse state you know you got up north towards the colorado border which is big mountains timber lots of elk maybe not the biggest elk in the state. And then down south in you know kind of in the in the desert or in the gila area you got the some of the biggest bulls in the country and it's just uh, there's a lot of elk and the trophy potential is is as good as it gets so I gotcha. probably new mexico and then you know and arizona arizona is i mean everyone here is arizona it's a little harder tag to draw uh, but some of the biggest bulls there are you know come from arizona yeah so
2: why down in the Gila? you always hear about the Gila's, you know mm-hmm. and down in that southern mm-hmm. part why do they get so big down there
3: i think it's probably just the tag quota and the way they manage you know their elk and there's not they don't give out many tags down there yeah. and just the genetics you know it's just it grows big bulls
2: hmm. yeah so what would be your number two Number two state or number two, just number two overall. Doesn't have to be elk. Okay, could be sheep. Yep. Could be yep. anything.
3: Uh, definitely, uh, definitely the sheep. Okay, you know, um, the four North America sheep. You got the doll sheep, the stone sheep, Rocky Mountain bighorn sheep, desert bighorn sheep, and um, I, I've been lucky enough to, to do a, a doll sheep myself. Okay, uh, years ago, and and since then, just been uh, putting in for the desert, in uh, the rocky, and just waiting for my turn to draw that tag. Man, and you're huh? putting in because of that yeah. investment. Yeah, like that initial absolutely. Investment. It's an investment and it takes time and, and don't give up. Cause you know, one day that tag, you know, could easily fall your way,
2: man. Jeremy, what about you? What's your number two?
4: Yeah, definitely be sheep, uh, any, any one of the four, um, as far as from the drag, the tag side, sheep hunting is exciting, right? We mm-hmm. get a putting in for the sheep. In the lower forty-eight and playing that game, and every year you wait to see you know who draws and watch the points, and yeah, it's a and that's the only way I'm going to be able to probably right do most of these sheeps is you know I need to draw that tag and I, I would I would definitely go with an outfitter. That's yep. the other thing about you know the tag stuff is uh, it's outfitted or, or DIY opportunities, but. Yeah, the sheep hunting be super exciting, and you know the chances chance to draw some of these tags is, is a lot of fun.
2: So, when sheep in the sheep world, do you, is there a point system, like a preference point system, or is it just like luck of the draw? You keep putting in every year, and you might get drawn out, or you might not.
4: Really depends on the state. You take two states, Idaho, New Mexico, no point system. Everybody goes in on equal ground every year. You know. Um, and then most of the other states, pretty much all the other states are on a on a point system. Okay. I guess Alaska is not. So you're trying to draw the toke or Chugach? One of those that would be a, a no points. But everything else got points. Uh, you know, always little different tweaks to it. Whether you know you got weighted points in Colorado, you got to get three to even actually be in the draw, and then it's oh, wow. a weighted point system after that, all the way to. Nevada, where you know, as you get more points, they square those points, and you just get more names in the hat to a to a preference point where you know some of those tags are allocated to those with the most points. So
2: it's crazy, man. It's crazy on how how many years you can put in, and you may never draw it. Right? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys that just never draw it, but you know, you you're never gonna. What's the famous quote Wayne Gretzky said, You're n you, what are you never gonna make any of the shots that you don't take yeah, or something right. like that? So That's it's true. like you always gotta put your you yep. know, put your, your yep. name in the hat. Yeah. You know?
3: Yep. And Jeremy had a a customer this year and I believe you were on the hunt Gavin. filming yep. it, yeah. yeah. And he and he was what, thirteen? Thirteen. First year put in put in. And That's ever for a sheet. Only he, two non resident tags. And too. he drew the best tag in the state. Yeah, in New Mexico. So
2: what an experience! too. Yeah. Jeremy and I did a podcast with Gavin and his dad Michael, and man, I, and I was there, and I, I'm glad I got to experience it because even for me, just filming it, it was like, yeah, this is surreal. This is, is you know, yeah. and for him to be 13, yeah, and and Jeremy hit the point, hit the nail on the head when we were on the podcast. He's like, he'll be. Appreciating this for the rest of yeah. his life. Yeah. You know, it,
3: I'm sure it
4: hasn't sunk in what he, what I happened. asked him that, and he's like, <laughs> Yeah,
2: you know, I, I, and I'm like, I don't really think he understands still, no. like, what happened. No. his
4: yeah. dad appreciates it. Sure. He, yeah. he will, he will grow in appreciation as mm-hmm. he gets older of what, yeah. what he got to experience. and Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, cool, man. Number three, Jeremy, what is your number three?
4: I've always been a mule deer fan. I could hunt mule deer most of my life and be yeah. pretty content. Um, you know as it comes to drawn tags mule deer are getting harder and harder big true trophy mule deer are getting harder to come by you got states like utah who there's are some areas with with great trophy potential but very limited tags um, some of them units in colorado that have historically produced you know big big deer over the years might be 25 30 points to draw some of those tags But there is some some highlights that too right you got the eastern plains eastern plains in colorado produces some great deer and most of that you can draw with you know one two three points um but yeah i I like mule deer hunting that's what i grew up guiding most of what i've I've done would be elk and and mule deer and i got appreciation for chasing mule deer so that's probably my number three number three
1: Hey everybody, I just wanted to drop in and remind you we've got a busy month going on the tag applications. The state of Nevada has their All Species on May 10th, Maine Moose is May 15th, Oregon All Species is May 15th, Washington All Species is May 17th, and the state of Wyoming Deer and Antelope is on May 31st. Make sure to give the team at WTA a call and get applied.
2: So if anybody wants to call you or call WTA and and get their name in the hat, What's the best way to obviously call you, but then, you know, how's that conversation go is like, it might be someone new, like, hey, I want to start getting my name in the hat here because I really want to do what you talked about on the podcast. Like, how how would they do that?
4: Yeah, so call any of the consultants here. All of them are good at what they do, Mm -hmm. right? We've got a great team here. So whoever you get, call. You're going to have a conversation about what kind of experience you want you know maybe you don't want an eastern plains maybe maybe the experience itself is more important to you maybe you're looking for mountains maybe you're looking for a wall tent a lodge private land whatever it is that you're kind of looking for that that's a question trophy quality you know maybe you don't have to have maybe it's your first mule deer maybe you just like hunting them and you don't have to you know be hunting the ponza gone and waiting a whole lifetime to do it so you know then the questions we would go through is you know what's your trophy expectations what's the expect expectations of the hunt itself and then and then from there you know i can recommend places that would, would match what you're looking for whether that's private land in wyoming that we can draw with zero or one point or or maybe we do need to you know be building points for uh, a western colorado mule deer or, mm-hmm. or any of the other states you know what i mean yep for sure it's really customizable we have a conversation maybe you want to do A variety of some short-term goals maybe you do want to hunt wyoming next year but as we're doing these other hunts you know maybe you want to save up until we get enough points to draw a a really good unit in colorado Mm -hmm.
2: i like it so travis number three for you what do you got yeah number three i mean
3: just, just sticking with what jeremy you know, just talked about the mule deer. I mean, there's, you know, um, I'm from, you know, back East originally, so didn't have mule deer, but you know, I've lived out in Nebraska here and for quite some time and kind of got into the mule deer hunting and it's, it's addictive for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but like what Jeremy said, I mean, you know, there's, there's not many places, you know, anymore to hunt big mule deer, you know, it's not like back in the old days. So, Um, And it's getting expensive. I mean, if you can't, you know, if you don't put in for the, for mule deer tag, I mean, your only other option is to, you know, give our office a call and, and, you know, book with one of our outfitters on on private land with a guaranteed tag. But those mule deer hunts, they're, they're getting pricey, you know, to hunt a true, you know, trophy mule deer. Um, But applying with our tag service, um, you know, I tell people, you know, when they ask where or what should I apply for, well, apply for as many, tags as, as you can. And the more tags you apply for the better your odds ultimately will sure. be. You yeah. Know?
2: So would you, would you say it'd be advantageous for a guy to say, okay, I'm going to come in, I'm going to apply for, you know, this mule deer hunt, but then I'm also going to, if they have the means to do it, I'm going to book. A meal deer hunt as well that I so I know I'm getting a guarantee, but also this is my holy grail over here. That would you recommend doing that?
3: And and we yeah, I would, I would if you can, if you have the you know the means to do it. And we have a lot of clients who do that because there are certain tags that the only way to hunt that unit or that area is through the draw, and and it's going to take a lot of luck and a lot of years of building those points. So we put people in, you know, we build them a portfolio. We put people in for those tags. And, in, and then in the meantime, they'll, you know, they'll book one of our, you know, hunts with, you know, just a guaranteed tag, sure. you know, and, 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 they know they're going to go. So, cause they want to go hunting, I you like know, that. they want to do something every year. And then in the meantime, you know, hopefully they draw a tag here, you know, pretty quick. And we've had clients do that. You know, they're, they, they're booked on a hunt and then, Oh my gosh. They also draw a tag. One. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's a good, yeah, it's a good, one. it's a good problem to have, Yeah, you know, they're going to have a heck of a season. That's fun. Yeah.
2: So number four for you, then you got meal deer is your three. What's your four? Number
3: four, um, probably big white tails. Oh yeah. Probably, now you're talking uh, my yeah, language. Yeah. Big white tails. And I mean, God, we book a lot of white tail, really? I mean, just, you know, a lot of stuff up in Canada, Saskatchewan, Alberta, um, there's some giant whitetails in certain parts of British Columbia. Really, that people you know don't don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit of a tougher hunt, you know. Not not super high whitetail densities, but the quality is is really good.
2: Would you say some of the bigger whitetail come out of BC? Some of them do. Yeah, yeah.
3: Alberta and BC and, and Saskatchewan still. Yeah, you know, the big
2: chocolate rack deer. I know, Gosh,
3: I know it's it's long days in the stand though, yep. and it's brutally cold but you want it cold mm-hmm. and get those big deer on their feet. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're a whitetail hunter, I mean, you you owe it to yourself to experience a, a Canadian whitetail hunt. The biggest yeah. whitetails in the world. You never know what's going to step out of the bush sure. up there.
2: And, I mean, there's whitetails up there that don't ever see humans. Yeah,
3: they haven't, they, they haven't smelled a human, you know, that's, uh, yeah, they're
4: just monarchs. That's awesome. That's, yeah.
2: what, that's what I live for is that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, Jeremy, what do you got for number four?
4: I guess we're going to deviate a little here I for like the deviation. first time. Yeah. <laughs> so I really kind of enjoy the antelope hunts. Okay. Some people kind of think antelope are a side note, but uh, it's an opportunity to hunt often um, or go after trophies. Like, you know, some of them best antelope units are as hard to draw as, as the best elk tags. But uh, it's an opportunity to... No matter what your budget is you can hunt antelope for mm-hmm. you know a, a, under about any budget uh, it's a great animal to hunt with kids you know it's not a it's not a high pressure it's not something that they're going to set all day long and see one
2: target rich environment yeah you're going to yeah.
4: see lots of antelope no pressure yep. you can mm-hmm. take your kids out you can have a good time you can afford to do it even if you have to you know go and guide it on private property or something very affordable for a for an out west hunt and yep. a way to break your kids in or on off years you don't draw nothing you you've got other hunts booked you kind of got an off year man it's really easy to cash in a couple points somewhere for an antelope or even like you know call us here we got places with guaranteed tags and buzz out and get you an antelope get you a little out west hunting for the year and and I actually some people love it some people hate it but. I like eating antelope. It's, it's <laughs> I've a, had it before. It's, a really it's pretty good. good wild yeah, it's game. Not bad. Yeah.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app.
2: Yeah, and I think a lot of that is, too, is, like, how you cook it, right? You know, a lot of people don't like um, geese. I've had some good goose to eat, you know, so I don't know. I agree with you. Like, I've been on a couple antelope hunts, never killed one, but I've always been on, on the filming end of it very target rich you can converse with people you know like you said with kids like it's you can they're doing a blind on a water hole you might be sitting there long hours and hot but like you can converse or it's just driving around and finding one want to make a stock on it you know mm-hmm. and if you ruin that stock yeah there's a lot more out there we can go look for you yeah. know so
4: yeah. where, where i grew up guiding and, and stuff there in wyoming we've got you know tons of antelope and some of the funner hunts i had you know just enjoyable for the day is you might throw three, four guys that all know each other, whether that's a father and a couple sons or, you know, a group of buddies or whatever, and you get in and you go out and you're laughing and having a good time. And, and you can hunt all day long. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, first in the morning and last in the evening. You go out, you make a whole day out of it. Everybody gets some shooting in. You know, you're doing some stocks. You're, It's just a it's just a nice little easy, fun, enjoyable hunt. Yeah, low pressure. Yeah. You know, it's a For great
3: sure. – introductory hunt to western big game hunting you know great value there's a lot of animals i mean it's you know it's super high success and and uh like jeremy said everyone's going to get some action when they're on one so
2: yeah so to kind of go back to what travis said about the whitetails and i'm interested about is there for like the tag side of things is there a whitetail hunt out there that you have to apply for or that's like a really sought after tag that uh you'd have to apply for and that might be like your holy grail is there anything like that for whitetails
4: um travis probably answers better than me but I, I think of iowa when i first sure. think of you know a uh, uh, points for whitetails you know especially the archery mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's up to nearly five points in in most areas right now mm-hmm. and it's the best time to be in iowa you know the yes. archery season's the time to be there yeah. the other hunts you're really depending on some weather and snow and other factors where you know getting hunt the rut in iowa is pretty special it is a
2: special time (laughs) yeah
3: yeah i mean (laughs) you wanted where i did (laughs) and i yeah you you killed you killed a big one out there with chad and and i did and uh i mean like jeremy said uh, iowa would be is my my favorite place and the only downside is is it takes you five years Mm -hmm. to to draw you know some of those better zones for archery if you're a non-resident but it's worth the wait and um I mean, there's there's no better place to hunt big whitetails yeah. is November in Iowa. It's it's a true whitetail hunt. I mean, these deer aren't baited. You know, you're 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 trying to outsmart them, and uh, and they've got everything. The you know, right there, the genetics, the food source, yep. and it's just awesome.
2: The thing, the way I equate Iowa is like you've finally made it to the big show. Like mm-hmm. this is like. I've done a lot of weights on hunting in my day and everything. It's like, you thought it was so good, but then you go there and it's like even better. Yeah, It just, yeah, it's, 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 I can't even explain it. You have to go experience it. Yeah. And these
3: deer, I mean, they're not hunted that much. Hardly at all. I mean, it takes, you know, like I said, four or five years, you Mm -hmm. can call these deer. I mean, the buck I killed two years ago, um, I heard him making a rub and it was windy and the wind finally laid down. I called to him. And he came right in. I mean, it was just textbook. It was the last day, yeah. and it was just incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only downside is it's just, you know, it takes, you got to wait every four or five years, but something to look forward to. It is,
4: for S- sure. Silver lining is you've got Kansas, you've got 100% yep. Missouri, Saskatchewan, yep. all yeah. of Canada, yep. you've got yep. Missouri, you've got Ohio. Yep. Oklahoma is kind of a Illinois. state. Illinois. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, Oklahoma, I talked to, I don't know who I, if I talked to you about or whoever, but Oklahoma. You, as a non-resident, you can kill two bucks, you know, and you can rifle hunt if you want in the rut. Same mm-hmm. with Missouri. You can kill two bucks mm-hmm. as a non-resident. And, you know, so there is some, uh, like Jeremy was saying, there is some states that you can kind of do those filler hunts yeah. before you yep. get to your Super Bowl yeah. there. But, but yep. you
4: do look forward to every five years. Yeah. Oh, I,
2: I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still two years out when I'm chomping yeah, at the bit. <laughs> no kidding. But there's a lot, like
3: we were just saying, I mean, there's a lot of awesome states out there. Mm-hmm i mean yeah. there's some
4: big whitetails being killed everywhere
2: there is yes yeah.
4: there's a few opportunity states like like wyoming you know we've got some white tail hunts there it's super easy to draw like once again not that everything's geared towards kids but if you don't have to have a 160 70 inch white tail, like you can go to wyoming and see two three hundred parts of montana see mm-hmm. a couple hundred deer a day Mm-hmm. You know, yep. good yeah. chance at a 130, 140 type yep. buck. And, and, you know, once again, low pressure, lots of fun, seeing mm-hmm. lots of animals.
2: And those Wyoming hunts, the early ones, like it comes in September 1, yep. right? Yep. And you're watching these velvet bucks in the morning come yep. off these big green fields and yep. literally walking cattle paths to you. And I'm like, this is mm-hmm. awesome, yeah. you know? It's yeah. gorgeous out there too. Southeast
4: Montana produces some some great mule deer and you can yep. have those in the velvet. Yeah, that's yep. cool.
2: So, Jeremy, number five for you.
4: Number five.
2: Not that it's any lesser than number one, but just in your opinion, I mean, these are our top five. So what's your your number five?
4: I, I enjoy uh, moose. You yep. know, from the tag side, moose can be a little tough to draw, but you've always got, you know, somewhere like like Idaho's. Actually, if you need a Shirus moose, Idaho's a great state to apply. And uh, f- for, for a myriad of reasons, they kind of limit uh if you choose to go apply for elk deer and antelope then you can't apply for a moose sheep and goat in idaho oh really and then if you so that basically let's say that just splits it in half right and then you've got the three choices moose sheep and goat well you have to choose one of those so for a lot of those reasons uh you know the moose and they give quite a few moose tags so okay. you know that's your best shot at a, a shirus moose in the lower 48 but Travis can really attest to you know what Alaska offers and, and Canada but there's such a such an array from you got the Shiras here but then you start going into Canada and you can go from you know lower southern Alberta Saskatchewan and even BC and you know very reasonable moose trips yeah and, and you know decent quality but the further north you get you know the bigger the moose yeah and, better they're gonna be yeah all the way to the pinnacle you know wind up in Alaska and you know, 65, 70 Yukon moose, Yukon yep.
2: moose. Yeah. What do, what do you have
4: to
3: yeah, I mean, piggyback staying, on that? I mean, just the moose probably, man. I mean, there's really? a lot of places you can go. Um, you know, there's, there's three species of moose, you know, you got the Shirus moose in, in the lower 48 and in, in Southern Canada, all the, all those tags in the lower 48 for the moose, you know, you gotta, you gotta apply there. There are certain areas in, in Utah that you can buy, uh, you know, uh, um, a conservation tag, a landowner tag. And, but again, those are, those are pricey, but man, we've got a ton of options in Canada for most super popular hunts, um, you know, all the way from Newfoundland, which is just a great price point, you know, bring home some good meats all the way to Western Canada and everything in between. And then, you know, like Jeremy touched on, I mean, the further North you go, the bigger everything gets. Sure. So you, you get up to Northwest BC for the biggest Canadian moose. And, up into the Yukon and then Alaska for the, you know, the biggest and the baddest, the Alaska Yukon species, yeah. you know, the giants.
2: And there are some big ones up there. There are some big <laughs> ones up there. Some of those float know? trips too. Yeah. I yep. mean, you guys offer float trips, right? Yeah. Those moose. Yeah, yep.
3: float trips. um you know, whether a horseback hunts mm-hmm. or, you know, flying in a bush plane and you're in a spike camp and, and just glassing and looking. And then, you know, you get you get a big bull down and then the real work begins. You got sure. to pack them back out. But um, awesome, you know, a true hunt, a wilderness experience. Um, you can combo them with, with other animals. You know, have a grizzly or a caribou tag in your pocket and, uh, you know, go up there and hopefully come home with uh you know a couple animals
2: yep i like that so that kind of rounds out you i mean your guys' top five tags so you know you guys see a lot of this you've been on a lot of hunts so i really respect those lists i mean that's that's really cool and so i want to pivot a little bit here to the top five most popular trips now this could be anything it could be you know, just the vast experience of it all doesn't have to be centered towards the animal, but just Mm -hmm. the, to me, like the more well-rounded, like this is a once in a lifetime deal, you know? So I guess whoever wants to start, who's got the number one trip?
3: I mean, for me personally, if I had one last hunt to do, um, and I was still in good enough shape to do it, it would probably be to go to, uh, Northern British Columbia, And go up there for, you know, 10, 14 plus days and just have a a pocket full of tags, you
2: know, because
3: you can go up there in in September and you can hunt sheep, you can hunt moose, mountain goat, caribou, bear. And I mean, besides the animals, I mean, it's some of the, the prettiest country left in North America. And just when you think of a north america big game hunt a lot of it's on horses i mean it's the real deal up there and um you know you earn it you know the the animals up there i mean they're you know they're just it's they deserve respect and uh it's just something something to be up there and hunt them you know kind of the old-fashioned way off horseback and some of the prettiest country there is yep i like that
2: jeremy what do you got number one
4: me and travis ain't disagreeing too much today um (laughs) i'd say any of the uh you know deep back country experiences I, I know when i was packing in alaska i was a packer up there for for a year and i remember at the time at, at times thinking man this is miserable like what am i doing here um but you, you learn to kind of embrace the suck a little bit and I remember the first sheep hunt I was hiking up that mountain I thought this is the dumbest thing I've ever done <laughs> yeah. I, what am I doing and then a the, lot of
2: sheep hunters have said that
4: <laughs> the only comfort I had is I thought well at least the guy walking in front of me at least I didn't pay to be here you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then we shoot a sheep and there's like 30 minutes of elation right yeah. you take some pictures it's it's the most yeah. amazing thing and then you realize well you got to packed the stupid thing out of there and your load just <laughs> yeah. got heavier and once again you're like man yeah. this is dumb yeah but the minute the minute that plane landed back at the kind of the lodge or base there and you got out all i could think is that might have been the coolest experience yeah. i've ever had and i cannot wait to do it again it,
2: that's yeah. the way i do it it's like you come up <clears throat> the mountain it's like, let's go back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It sucked while we were doing it. Oh, there's times you think I don't <laughs> even want to be here. Exactly. But then I'm like, all right, let's go yeah. back,
3: you know? Yeah, you get the bug for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, elaborate a little bit more on that. So, you're talking your number one, you know, is it a pack hunt? Is it a big, you know, mountain hunt?
4: Yeah. I don't think it would necessarily, like, I'd hunt any of those species, right? I'd, right. I'd be fortunate to hunt any of them. Um, so, it's not so much... Uh, animal base for me is it would just like travis said to go back there for 10 15 20 days and be way back in some beautiful rough country and and have to tough it out and, and know that it's not going to be the most enjoyable <laughs> 20 mm-hmm. days at the time yeah. But but the the experience and and just the whole deal when it's all said and done is something you know time time spent. spend
1: Everyone knows Matthews is the leader in archery innovations and I'm proud to be part of their team. Little did they know I've been part of their team ever since I started pulling a bow back when I was 12. I personally shoot their new Matthews V3X and love it. So go visit matthewsinc.com and pick out your next bow. Hey everybody, I've been partnered and working with Bass Pro and Cabela's now for a long time. They're your one-stop shop for anything outdoors. Personally, I use them for all my camping and backpack needs for all my backcountry trips. Make sure to check them out at BassPro.com or Cabela's.com. Hey guys, are you into keeping your whitetail herd healthy and strong? Go check out Buck Bourbon and their full line of mineral and attractants. Personally, my favorite is 110 proof because I've had some great memories and great deer taken over top of it in the state of Kentucky. Born from bourbon, field-tested, wildlife-approved. Check them out at buckbourbon.com.
2: I like it. So yeah. what what do you got for number two? I'm going to reverse it right on you. What do you got for your number two location or trip?
4: My number two would be the exact opposite of that, something super, <laughs> cushy. super cushy. That's out what of. I was thinking, Good too. food, uh, you know, soft, comfortable beds. Yeah. Do you have
2: something in mind that you guys, like, offer that, you know, it could be – an antelope hunt it could be a whitetail hunt it could be something what are you thinking
4: there's a little bit of pressure with but uh elk elk hunting with a bow yeah. let me rephrase that anytime you're hunting an elk when they're bugling that would be and it doesn't have to be backcountry wall tents in fact like like saying a swing here from the other one man private property with a really nice lodge and you're hunting unpressured bugling elk i, I prefer a, a bow for for mm-hmm. elk hunting just that's what I like to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that would probably be my number two. Anytime okay. I could hunt a, a an elk with a bow, and
2: I like that. On to you, Travis.
3: I'm gonna jump across the pond and go over to Africa. I think. Are you really? Yeah, that's where I. would Wow, probably I didn't go. know you were
2: gonna deviate that. Yeah, far. <laughs>
3: that's that's where I go. I mean, you can go. You know, you can go over to Africa and do a game hunt for you know. A, five six animals for the price of a good elk hunt over here so i mean bang for your buck it's it's probably the well, it is i mean it's the best value in the hunting world really? and okay and you talk about just a nice enjoyable relaxing hunt i know jeremy's been over there i mean you stay in some of the nicest places there you know that you can imagine and hunt the coolest animals and they're very plentiful and lots of animals. Lots there. of animals. <laughs> and I mean, they're all just crazy looking, you know, yeah. they're all different. And, you know, but you got to get there. And that's the hardest part. It's a long trip. And uh, I remember the first time I went over there, you know, years ago, I remember flying back flying over is the easy part because you're so amped up. But flying home, cause, and it's longer coming home, right? And flying home, I'm thinking, man, this flight sucks. I'm 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 never going back here. It's just too long of a trip. But probably about three days after I got back, I was I was ready to go back over oh, there. Oh, wow. And, and I went back over last year, and I'm going back next year, man. I, I can't wait.
2: Look at you. I can't wait. I, you know, I just had a, a group of buddies go over and do that whole thing for the first time. They've never been there. Yep. They did the planes game thing. And yep. I mean, they were telling me it was, you know, for like you said, it was probably anywhere six, seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars to do it. But he's like, we got mm-hmm. like six animals a piece. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like that's pretty good. It you is. Know?
3: It, it's a it's a great value, and except when you throw your taxidermy bill into it, but uh but <laughs> nobody it's all, thinks about but that. It's all worth it. <laughs> it's European all, mounts. It's all worth it. it's European it's all, <laughs> there you yeah. Go. European mounts. There you go. And Then you can afford to go back, but. Yeah. um, yeah, I mean it gets in that stuff gets in your blood too going over mm-hmm. there and there's just so much to hunt and do and, and see and it's just it's an awesome experience. Yep.
2: All right, on to three. What do you got for number three? Number
3: three, I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay out of the country and uh, probably New Zealand.
2: South or North Island?
3: You know, I would probably say the South Island because you know besides the stags, you can hunt the tar and the chamois and get fallow into fallow deer. And, yep, yep, but getting into those mountain animals. But um, yeah, New Zealand again, it's a good value. Um, you know, you, you go. We talked about this before. You go over there in March, April, May when there's really nothing to hunt over here, and um, just the scenery. Mm-hmm. Oh, mean, it's beautiful. New I've been Zealand, on the South Island. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just the adventure capital of the world they call it down there we flew into into queenstown and i mean it was just gorgeous the mountains and the rivers full of big trout and yep. the big stags and the tar and the chamois and great lodging i love it man
2: the chamois hunt that we went on was the most crazy hunt i think i've ever been on it was a helicopter hunt yep, so you go that's up what to the I top. did, yep and all this shale, there's like yeah. no trees. <laughs> no, colder than heck out, and it's like here's these little animals just jumping and jumping, and yeah. it's like okay, you got to bail yeah. out. We got to yeah. go get one. <laughs> yeah,
3: you know, and I mean, speaking of the helicopter hunt, I mean it, it's 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 part of the tradition oh, yeah. over there. That's how they do that. That's how they they do things and how over they've there done it for a long time, and the pilots are unbelievable Unreal. i mean you go up there and i mean you're just cruising along the edge of these mountains and you're like oh my god and you, you see these animals you know you find one that's a that's a, a good one they find you you know you, they get you they drop you off they back out of there <laughs> and, and then, then you there. go you go stalk the animal and they come pick you up in the helicopter mm-hmm. and it's just it was the coolest thing yeah. that i've ever experienced it was just awesome
2: yeah it, was, yeah, it was a really neat experience for me as well. And Tar, mm-hmm. um, when I was over there filming, we actually, at the time, um, it was the number 11th in the world, Tar, that I filmed get shot. And I was wow. like, that's, you know, and Tar, to me, are, they're really cool. They got a really cool mane, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they stink to high heaven, but they're a really cool animal. Yep. And, you know, it was the rut time. Because yep. we were over there, I think in April. I think it was around April, which is like their fall time, right? Yep. So, I don't know. It was just, we were up in the Wanaka Valley mm-hmm. and it's beautiful, gorgeous mm-hmm. up there. Yep. You know, So, I like that. So, number yeah. three for you, Jeremy, what do you got?
4: I'm going to have to echo uh, Africa. Like I say, Travis mentioned I'd went there uh, before I started working here. I mean, my dad and my brother went, thought it was like a one time deal. You know, he kind of retired and, you know, you want to build some memories with some family. I remember thinking, oh, I'm going with my dad and brother, but. Like, I had zero desire to go to Africa. None of the playing the game, I thought, interested me. I I had a misconception. I had an idea in my mind what Africa was. And I'd heard, you know, guiding hunters, I'd heard people talk about it for years. Never really listened to them, I guess. So, Mm -hmm. So if you've never been, like, I got over there and instantly realized, oh, Africa's not what I... Whatever I had in mind it wasn't this. It blew me away. The animals were super cool. It was mm-hmm. super affordable. I think that's the other thing is maybe I always thought Africa was out of touch because I'd never really looked into it much. But uh, no, it's 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 very affordable and and the animals are amazing. The
2: mm-hmm.
4: everything about it was was unbelievable. And you know they say when you when your feet hit the red sands of Alaska you, or I mean of Africa, you never shake it off or something along those <laughs> yeah. lines. But, yeah. Man, it's kind of true. You, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would love to return to Africa every year if if I had the, the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and all these all these trips and tags and everything we're talking about, everybody, like WTA and tags they offer all these. Like if you yeah. guys want to do anything that these guys are talking about they can help you yeah. you know just you got to give them it, a call for yeah. well, it it's
4: worldwide trophy adventures right? yes yeah, so worldwide it's not yeah. north american trophy yeah. Yeah. adventures yeah. worldwide
3: trophy. yeah, yeah. If, it, if it if it's not on our website it doesn't exist i mean we exactly. got, you know
2: yeah. we we have it all yep yeah. yeah so number 4 jeremy i'm going to go to you what do you got for number 4
4: i guess i'm going to i guess we're talking uh like a dream hunt i haven't had an opportunity to go but i would love to go to Mexico and hunt uh you know desert mule deer and maybe out a coos and you know I went ultim- down there with ultimately, Mark ultimately the Carmen. desert the desert yeah. sheep right that yeah. would be you know that's <laughs> uh, right up there with with all the sheep they're all up there, but yeah, just like I say i I grew up guiding mostly elk deer and antelope hunters and you know kind of a mule deer fanatic, and I would love to go hunt desert mule deer and see yeah. some of them big deer they got down there
2: i went to mexico with mark uh a couple months ago and we went down there for a or carmen hunt carmen mountain deer and i mean they're basically like a cousin of the coos right mm-hmm. the coos deer and i'm like oh i can't wait to see what we're going to get into this this was really cool it was wicked travel to get there as far as like driving and everything but the hunt itself it was pretty neat like there's a lot of hills a lot of kind of some mountains and did some high racking. we did it all you know and it's really hard to pick these deer out in the in the down in the valleys and everything mm-hmm. with all these big bushes and once you do man and there's some big ones like i mean we saw the world record carmen for a muzzleloader who oh, just cu- just couldn't get on him yeah man. and it was like I and mean, we're talking like 134 inch carmen and i'm yeah. like wow you know that's <laughs> crazy so i like that i like that answer so yeah travis number four for you number four
3: um probably just a just a good old bear hunt you know like I spring mean, bear yeah or, okay. spring bear black bear hunt you know a bow hunt you know kind of you know got nothing else going on you know turkey season might be over and you're still wanting to do a hunt and you know can't wait to the fall Is, you know you know whether it's bow or rifle or you know go up to canada and and do one of our, our spring black bear hunts you know you can combo it with fishing and it's you know affordable hunt and yeah, lots of bears, lots of action.
2: I like that. Yeah, yeah that's a, and that's a that's another target. Rich, you know, mm-hmm. go to Canada and mm-hmm. I've been to a couple of your guys' outfitters or that you book through up there. Yeah, and that's fun. You see yeah. a lot of bears. Yeah, you see a lot They're of bears. Close, yeah, you know.
3: sometimes too close. Yeah, sometimes too close. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yep. I, I like that. Yeah, but Canada, or Alaska, um, you know, black bear. Brown bear, grizzly, I mean, I think they're just the coolest animals.
2: And it's different, too. It's a yeah. different hunt, you know. And it if, is a If different you've hunt. never done it, it's like, wow, we're actually doing this, and we're amongst all these bears, and all of a sudden, here they come. They're, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so number five. your Number five trip. Trip. Um, gosh.
3: You know, I would say... For our bird hunting fanatics, probably going down to South America and, you know, doing one of our dove hunts or, you know, waterfowl hunts down there. Again, you know, that takes place during our our summertime. So got nothing nothing else going on, you know, maybe take the family down. Maybe the kids are kids are out of school and, you know, it's something that you can go down and they're affordable and it's high volume shooting. (laughs) stay at a great lodge and you know good wine good food and just just it's a hunting vacation is what i call it
2: yeah target rich environment again man yep. you know and beautiful yep. country down there
4: awesome yeah. awesome trip
2: so jeremy last and not least number, number five
4: number five for me has got to be uh new mexico exotics Let's let's ibex oryx uh barbary sheep yep um you know, getting to hunt an African gimsbuck in, in southern New Mexico down there would be a super cool experience. And, you know, eating that game over there in Africa, you don't get to bring any of that back, but you eat it while you're there. That was some of the best wild game I've, I've ever ate. Yeah, really? You know, so I'd be, I don't care if it's a broken horn or anything off range, on range, I would just mm-hmm. love to go hunt an, an oryx in New Mexico. They're They're actually, you know, fairly drawable tags. Um, the ibex—it's—it's it's a little more like a sheep, but you know, to shoot a bezor ibex, you, you got to go to Turkey, or Southern New Mexico down right. there. Or, you know, a pile of rocks <laughs> down there in the <laughs> desert. Yeah. That sounds—I, I think New Mexico sounds better than a trip to Turkey for me. so
2: Yeah, travel would be a heck of a lot better too. Yeah, you know, yeah. but. Well, cool. Um, You gave me your number five right already. I think I did. Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah. Well, cool. This guy, this went by quick. And I'm, I like all these answers because they're somewhere out of the box. I wasn't expecting, you know. And um, it's just one of those things that like WTA tags, you guys offer so much. Like you said, if it's not on the website, it doesn't exist. Mm, Pretty much. I like that. So, do you guys have any conclusion? Um, offerings or anything i do want you guys to say you know tell everybody where they can you know either apply for these hunts or book these hunts so yeah if you you bet
3: i mean our website obviously is the easiest way you know worldwide trophy adventures.com our toll-free number is 1-800-346-8747 you know we've got about a dozen consultants here now and i mean they're they're extremely knowledgeable they're the best in the business and um you know they can you know we're happy to help give our office a call we'd, we'd love to talk to you
1: thank you everyone out there for all the support and downloads don't forget go leave a five-star rating and a written review on apple Podcasts. that always helps also if you're looking to book the hunt of a lifetime go visit wta at worldwide trophy or give the team a call in the office at 1-800-755-8247